The following Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast is based on real events from the history of American crime. Some of this imagery might be upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. So uh, we are back on the show uh, for another session of Strength Check. We are again without our boy, your boy, Tom Conmey. Where in the world is Tom Conmey? Um, so as of this recording, Tom has just gotten back from Gen Con, and now he is off to another con. I'm not entirely sure where, but we are again without Solar this week. So as whatever happens, happens. I think just imagine that Solar is a few beats behind the party trying to figure out what the hell is going on and, and what is this madness that he's found himself in. Um, and we'll just see what happens when Tom rejoins. But even though we don't have Tom tonight, we do have a, a new player. Uh, Mike is with us. Hey. And we will get to Mike's character and whatever chaos is going to come from that. Or not. Maybe it'll be like a super chill lawful good like mousy nope. librarian who nope. comes in. just a lot of hiding and stealing just so everyone's aware you've so joined like, the right group <laughs> hey that's that's my job <laughs> no, maybe you won't. well we'll have to i mean for now we'll see <laughs> <laughs> for now <laughs> so we left off last time party had killed a werewolf so remember a few episodes ago, there was the incident. I think of it as the incident <laughs> with uh, Percy Gritz and the boys who are trying to steal the police carriage. Percy telling them that he was going to use his words <laughs> on them in that very Hannibal Lecter style. Well, those boys were back and those boys have been dealt with. Are they back in town? The boys are back in town. <laughs> yes. Oh. It's fine. I'm trying, Listen. I'm trying to behave. Listen, I know. I got you. <laughs> and so uh, this fight happened outside of William Tate's house uh, in, in plain view of Joey Greenhorn, everybody's favorite rookie beat cop. Joey <laughs> didn't <laughs> yeah, Joey didn't see that much. Zo- uh, Joey had been um, uh, kind of stuck in this philosophical kind of debate um, between the clergy that showed up at the house and then Percy Gritz, a private investigator. So he's the boys having a rough night, and he saw this fight happen and basically advised the party like you guys had better get out of here. And by that point, I think everybody agreed like it was time to time to split. So. We pick up a couple of days later, and you guys are at Death by Chocolate. Death by Chocolate <laughs> is Zafira's uh, family's bakery. <laughs> 
highly anticipated debut of Death by Chocolate. <laughs> so I don't know um, about like any of the, the kitchen staff or anybody that works here, but I do have somebody to introduce who is basically your assistant manager. His name is his name is Barnabas. Barnabas, I love it. Barnabas might be my the, like my favorite NPC that I've ever thought of <laughs> in real life. Like if Barnabas was a real person, he'd be one of those guys that like you see him all the time judging like baking competitions on TV, <laughs> right? Barnabas is like he's really pleasant. He's a really friendly guy, but once in a while, he like. He just goes stone cold. So if he was like a judge on kids baking championship or something, he would probably tell a little kid that, you know, their fondant makes him want to set himself on fire or <laughs> something <laughs> like that. But otherwise, like a totally like normal, happy dude, like very effervescent, I feel like. Um, and it, and so it's weird that he's working in, in what is otherwise, in my mind at least, like a very gothic bakery. <laughs> right? can't have a name Death by Chocolate and not have it just be completely just goth. Yeah. The goth bakery. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you guys are are hanging out at the bakery, um, trying to figure out your your next move. And so just to provide a little bit of a recap, there are a couple of stories that have have merged from when the campaign was running as two smaller groups. Um, On one hand, we had the murder of William Desmond Tate, famed writer and producer and director in Backfire. And we also had an incident with Nim and Alos, who are I don't want to say dishonest. <laughs> because because aren't, aren't we all a little dishonest? But Nim and Alos had sort of a prize fall into their laps um, in the form of a, of a god who had been knocked out and lost his memory. Who we know is St. Cuthbert, but they have been calling Paul. And I forget why we call him Paul, but he's Paul. (laughs) Paul the banker, yeah. And uh, Paul is there with you. Um, He's just kind of meditating on on what's happened the last few days. He still doesn't have his his memory. You guys have some some leads on who might have been involved in the Tate business. And both of those stories tied together with this last name Gratain, the Gratain family, who Percy Gritz is, is very familiar with. And there is some suspicion that the Gratains might be... Maybe they're cloners, maybe they're necromancers, maybe... I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So you guys are back at Death by Chocolate, kind of meditating on this, and... Out front, you see a carriage pull up, um, and Barnabas is inside, and he has um, with him these two big orbs of light. And he gets out, um, he uh, leads the orbs of light out out of the carriage with him, almost kind of like like helium balloons almost. Um, He's got tethered, and he uh, sets them up on either side of the door to death by chocolate and he comes in um and he sees everybody sitting around i don't know if he's met any of you before besides zafira if he has any kind of history with anybody i don't want to say do with barnabas as you will (laughs) because i know 
I know that means Barnabas will end up um, <laughs> broke in a ditch. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> a saintly pair. Yeah, we are we are men of God. Oh. <laughs> okay, so maybe Barnabas ends up with like multiple subscription services that he signed up for that he doesn't remember. <laughs> like, when did I get Hulu? I don't remember getting Hulu. Um, Hulu, if you want to sponsor us, though, that would be rad. <laughs> C- CBS All Access. <laughs> yeah. It's not even Hulu. Yeah. Yeah, Barnabas made. Barnabas was intrigued by Picard, but I guess he's going to watch it now because he's paying for it. (laughs) (laughs) CBS, if you want to sponsor us, that would be really cool. (laughs) Add strength. Yeah. yeah. So Barnabas, um, he, he puts a lot of effort into like positioning these, these orbs and he enters the, um, the bakery. Um, and he's very proud of himself. He's like standing there, like beaming, very proud of himself. He's wait. He's would waiting. I, he's waiting to see if anybody notices him, him standing there. Would I know like what they're for? What he's doing? No, you didn't tell him to. <laughs> you didn't give him any mission. Um, <laughs> you didn't. He is whatever this is. He's doing independently. Just like creature running around the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna be in my head now, and it's not gonna go away. It's, it's it's there. It's in my head. Uh, what what you got there? Please don't say a smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Well, there was this incredible sale on lights to help brighten up and draw attention to the shop, and the salesperson was very convincing. It was a it was a bogo, so you know I bought one <laughs> and I got one." And I thought, you know, and it wouldn't make sense just to have one light, right? Like, we should have two. Like, it, it's symmetry, right? For, like, the door. And I thought just, like, you know, everything around here is just so dark. And I thought maybe just having some light. And, you know, the person who sold this to me um, said that it would draw people in. And I thought, I mean, that would be amazing, right? The food here is amazing. We're amazing. You're amazing. So let's have people, you know, we're trying to run a business here. Just trying to draw some attention. Isn't it great, though? Well, the store's called Death by Chocolate. Like, it's, it's, it's gothic. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's wonderful. Um, yeah, awesome. Uh, can I tell if the things are, like, magical in any way? Make, uh, whatever checks you want to make. I gotta pull up some character sheets here. Seven. You're not sure about magic, but these things... Dice jail. (laughs) The first roll goes right into dice jail. This is a <laughs> a zero tolerance dice policy. <laughs> it's my favorite die too. Oh, it's, it's clear. A, it's awesome, but it, every time I use it, it fails me. It's a traitor. I know. <laughs> it looks awesome. <laughs> it looks. <laughs> There's some kind of life lesson there. I'm not really sure what. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not sure about any magic, but boy, do these things look sketchy. <laughs> Where exactly did you say about these again? Please tell me you didn't spend shop money on this. How much was it? <laughs> he says, well, um, so, uh, don't worry. You know, I mean, just remember, like, one of the first rules of business is that you have to spend money to make money, right? And so, 
I'm I'm sure there's going to be a, a huge return on investment. I I I was just walking. I was walking, and they were at his little shop. Um, and the owner was getting rid of them, and um, I thought these were. I mean, they're really lovely lights. You know, I mean, look at them. They're and they. I think they really liven up the place. Liven up the place, and it's called death. Oh, I'm. Yeah. He, he catches himself. He's like, I didn't, I didn't mean that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, they just draw attention to our, um, 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 our, our sort of necrotic, uh, 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 glory. Um. <laughs> Is Nim hearing any of this? Oh yeah, you guys all hear this. Alright, so he's just like looking at it and it looks like. Yep. He is a pun master. This guy. <laughs> we need to hire this guy. <laughs> he could be Paul's assistant banker. <laughs> um. Uh, so, Percy hears all this, and he just kind of like gets up and kind of mm-hmm. looks at the lights, mm-hmm. and then looks at Barnabas and said, "Did you say Bogo?" <laughs> <laughs> I did, because it's true. And then, uh, Percy just kind of, like, looks at the lights again, and for some reason, he thinks that Bogo, and there's no, no idea why he thinks this, but shit, Percy thinks that Bogo means goblin. <laughs> okay. So he just looks at the lights, looks at Barnum's, looks at the lights again, and then he really, he doesn't kind of know how, but it's in his toolkit now. He cast detect magic. <laughs> um, and so you see, you see Percy, um, do this like really comical like look at Barnabas, look at the lights, and then um, Percy has this like full body like shudder, <laughs> right? Um, almost like he just kind of like, like like when you walk into a spider web. And you're not <laughs> kind of thing like, oh, <laughs> like, and Percy is suddenly like really confused and grossed out, and he's not sure why. And uh, you are, you're getting some magic off of those. Okay, so uh, it says for duration, you sense presence of magic within thirty feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura. So yeah, he wants to. So he sees this aura, I guess, mm-hmm. around the lights and he's like okay these things are cursed Barnabas is is taken aback is cursed no they they couldn't possibly be cursed why would you say such a thing who and who is this <laughs> he looks they're at Zephira they're all friends of mine they're trustworthy <laughs> again specifically where did you get say you got these again and why didn't you check it check what <laughs> haven't how many times have I, do I have to keep telling you that if you're going to buy something make sure that it's legit it's not cursed figure out the specifics if there's ma- make sure that there's magic involved if, or if there isn't what oh my god what am I paying you for he considers taking out his job description because he's the kind of guy who <laughs> who carries who carries his job description around in his pocket um, yes. <laughs> if you're like predicting this it's just like don't bring out the job description <laughs> it was a rhetorical question 
<laughs> so he he says, "Well, um, you know, I'm sorry that you." And he's he's getting upset. Um, he's like, "I'm sorry that you're upset. I was not. I was not trying to upset you." Okay, I just fine. I will. Barnabas, it's it's okay. I just I'm. It's been a rough couple of days, all right. And then you bring home these lights that are magical, apparently somehow. And I don't know where you got them. And you said that there was some sort of deal. It just sounds sketchy to me, okay? I pro- I promise. I promise it'll work. And so, uh, as you're having this conversation, the door opens, um, and a group of high school kids come in. Oh boy. <laughs> and you can tell from uh, just looking at them that they are undead. But as we've talked about before, um, the undead in Backfire um, aren't your typical, like, traditional sorts of movie zombies. Um, they have a little bit more <coughs> sentience, and there is, like, a, a sort of a civil rights campaign happening in parts of the city to try to get you know, rights restored or rights created for certain groups. I think we talked about the the campaign that the werewolves are running. Um, it says, "Where people, we're people." <laughs> Still super proud of that one. Um, <laughs> so these these kids come in. There's three boys um, wearing letter jackets. <laughs> letter jackets. Uh, they yeah yup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's undead Riverdale, and so to t- and also very inspired um, by D and D Beyond today when I was trying to write and the writing was not coming, and so I wanted to look at monsters tonight, and so <laughs> the idea of the basic zombie, <laughs> and I thought, why not make some basic zombies? Um, so they are the boys are in letter jackets. What hair they have, um, kind of slicked back. The girls are, in my mind, they're wearing very, like, 50s kind of, like, poodle skirts. The backfire equivalent of, um, Uggs. (laughs) And they are all kind of talking in that, like, stereotypical, uh, like, sing-songy, um, almost like a valley girl kind of cadence. I'm thinking of, like, 80s movies that made fun of how teenagers talked. But (laughs) (laughs) they're there, and you hear in passing one of them say something about the lights outside and how cool the lights are. And Barnabas, like, (laughs) she light up. He, yeah, he, he is. (laughs) And if he, and he's not. Barnabas is not an adventurer. He's not. He has no powers or ability or anything like that. Which is why he he will always be deferential um, to you guys when you challenge him on stuff. But if if he had any abilities right now, he would definitely say, "I told you so." Um, but with these these new people around, um, he doesn't want to say, "I told you so" out loud. Um, so these kids come in and you can hear them talking about. Uh, did you hear about that? Did you hear about that boy that died? Like, yeah, that was. I heard he was some kind of war wolf. I don't know. I think that's bullshit. Werewolves are stupid anyway. <laughs> and they they sit down at the counter, but they're they're like high school kids, and they're not really sure how to 
like order anything at a restaurant or a bakery. Um, so they're just kind of sitting there waiting. Somehow this podcast has got super ageist in a way. Yeah. That's all right. We'll balance it out with Paul like yelling <laughs> in his with his pants pulled up to his armpits. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the fear is gonna go up to these kids and be like, Hi, uh, can I help you with anything? Can I help you find anything? Um, the one boy is like, What's good here? Well, that's eerily subjective, but uh, I'm rather uh, partial to some of the cakes. They look around at each other when you use the word subjective, <laughs> and they're like, Um, <laughs> it's um. um Personal opinion. Oh. Um, what kind of cake? I got different types of chocolate cakes, vanilla, swirl, marble. I think there's even a cheesecake in there. Looking over at like, like a display cake, so I'm kind of imagining it's uh-huh. nearby. They... Cupcakes too. They perk up at the the cheesecake. Um, the girls especially like are, are really into the cheesecake idea. Um, and so you you see them like they're they're grabbing the boys on the shoulders, but not like super hard because they're zombies. Um, <laughs> but like they they want this cheesecake. They they feel like a compulsion um, to get this cheesecake. Any of that inter- interesting to you guys? Or we've also got some. I feel like I'm, I'm like, like pointing behind her to like maybe some chalkboards mm-hmm. or something behind her. It's got like a menu on them, and there's stuff up there. Uh, a menu up there. Of other stuff that we have, um, I could specialty make something, but that might obviously take a little bit depending on what it is. So when you say that you could specialty make something, they go, uh, one of them says, do you have any brains? Um, what are you thinking? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> kind of shooting a glance at uh the, the rest of you guys like um do I, I i probably could actually make something with brains in it but do i want to let them know that i could <laughs> <laughs> that's up to you oh well i might have something in stock it would depend on what you would want made into the the boys say that they don't want it made into anything the girls are, are kind of like a little, not like, not, like they want to show off that they're they know about fancy stuff, and so I'm trying to think of like a like a food or something that they would they would request, but thinking that it sounds fancy, but not actually knowing what it is. Fog gras. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Can we have a, a foie gras souffle with brains? Can you do that? <laughs> Oh, she'll just kind of look at him and just go, like, I'll see what I can do. Cool. And kind of cringe a little and go off in the back and start making <laughs> something close to whatever. And I imagine that I've got some brains laying around. I'm an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally keep this stuff in stock in case... Um, uh, in, in case, you know, all sorts, all sorts come through here. Popular shop. 
And Barnabas says that, and he's like, more popular now with the lights. <laughs> oh, Barnabas is snarky. I like it. Yeah. So the kids, uh, they go and grab a table while they wait for their <laughs> for their food, which I, I don't think they know exact. I don't think anybody knows what this is going to look like. Um, I don't think Sophia knows what it's going to look like. <laughs> but the boys are, are pretty excited now that they found a place that will sell them brains. And so you kind of hear, like, muttering from them, like, like we gotta tell... Like, we gotta tell the guys about this. Like, this is so cool. You hear that? She's got brains. It's pretty cool. The hair's gonna um, make a mental note, like, time to try to keep brains in stock now, apparently. <laughs> kind of maybe mutter that to Barnabas is walking by him, like, make sure we keep brains in stock now. <laughs> so, while this is happening, Mike, <laughs> your character is, uh walking down the street uh, kind of minding his business and you see these two glowing lights sitting out in front of this bakery on an otherwise um, relatively dark street. Make a uh, perception check. It's going to take me, I just rolled this guy up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm learning I'm learning all the bathroom right alongside you all. Uh, okay, <laughs> so you said, you said perception? Yes, sir. So you see what at first glance looks like just two glowing orbs of light um, are two will-o'-the-wisps sitting outside of this this bakery. Um, And as you get closer, you feel like um, driven closer to them. You hear this whispering that that is saying, Come inside. Death by chocolate. (laughs) It's great. Spend your money here. <laughs> uh, and I feel I feel compelled to do so. Um. So you feel com- you feel compelled to get closer, like you're drawn to the lights, right? Um. Whether or not you enter or get as close to the lights as possible is is up to you. But I think you would see the door there and like the message from them saying, right. um. And you and you do have the option to try to save against it as well. No, I think uh, I I think I will uh, I th- I think I will give myself over to the light for the time being. <laughs> come to the light. So, uh, we have brain cake. Um, but uh, as I as I enter, I do want to uh, I do want to case I do want to case the joint. Okay. Uh, so you want a per- perception or uh, investigation? Does it matter? I think. I mean, it's up to you. It doesn't make a difference to me. Right. Oh, that's that goes right to jail. Five. So you are in uh, what appears to be a, a high-end bakery. There's a group of high school kids, three boys and three girls. The boys are in letter jackets, um, the girls in sweaters. There is an old man on the opposite side of the, the shop. Um, he's, he's reading some sort of book and like, mum- like mumbling to himself. There is... Is your everyday diner full of old people and undead? Yeah. Can I tell, do I, can I tell they're undead? Um, or did I no, not with a, not with a five. <laughs> These are just some kids, some high school kids. Um, their letter jackets say that they go to St. Asmodeus. Um, um, and I will, uh, as, and then... a, as a bonus, as a bonus action, I'll try and find the darkest corner in this lit this highly lit hot topic of a bakery 
and and I will try and find I will try and find some shadows to uh, to skulk in as I uh, <laughs> as I continue as I uh, continue to uh, try and get the lay of the land. Okay, so you you kind of Batman your way in. Um, do you want to stay out of everybody's sight? Like, do you want to hide intentionally or no? Uh, yeah. I, I wanna, I'm gonna practice my sneaky. Okay, so make a stealth check. Oh, that's more like it. 14. Okay, so everybody else hears the door open. I imagine that Barnabas has put, like, some kind of, bell. some kind of bell. I got bell, yeah. Yeah, and, it, and you know what? It's probably, like, one of those strings <laughs> of, like, jingle bells. <laughs> it's fake bones. <laughs> yeah yes it's a skeletal wind chime kind of thing um so you hear but are they fake or are they real uh, only your barber will know <laughs> <laughs> you're selling brain cakes yeah, those aren't real like something's going on yeah no they have to be fake that's part of the that's part of the joke on brand <laughs> I imagine Barnabas would have like a big backstory made up about what, like, who the bones belong to or whatever. But anyway, yeah. you hear you hear this jingle. Every time. Oh yeah, for sure. It's really just like an animal that he hit with his carriage one day, <laughs> <laughs> and had bronze. <laughs> so you hear the you hear them jingle and the door shuts, but you don't see anybody that came in. So if you want to try to make um, a check to see if anybody has snuck in. Um, please do. Otherwise, maybe you just think it's the wind. Seven. Thanks, Jill. Okay. So uh, I got an eleven. Okay. Let's see this roll. That's that's twenty. Sixteen plus four. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Nim sees him, and I'll roll for Barnabas. I'm just a flat. Uh, a fifteen. So. Maybe the two worst people. Well, what did Percy get? Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. So excluding <laughs> Percy, the two worst people to notice <laughs> you sneak in are uh, Barnabas and Nim. And Barnabas, in this kind of sing-songy voice, um, sees your character come in and is like, Welcome to Death by Chocolate! What can we do for you today? <laughs> are you really trying hard to, like prove himself um, to Zafira. I want a pocket Barnabas to bring with me and pull out when I'm feeling sad. <laughs> Merch for the show. <laughs> By the time this airs, maybe we'll have plush Barnabas. Barnaby. <laughs> Barnaby. Or just Barney. Barnacles? Barnacles. <laughs> That's his fan club, is the Barnacles. <laughs> um, so, Nim, um, you are up. Take the stage. So I just see him walk in. Yeah, you see, the, you see this guy walk in. Hi again, everybody. This is Dr. Andy Wilzag. I wanted to say thanks again for taking time to listen to the show. We really appreciate it. The reason why I wanted to make Strength Check into an actual play D&D podcast, um, when there are so many other actual play shows out there that are probably um, way better <laughs> than anything that I could do, is... I want to draw your attention to a project that I'm a part of here in northeastern Pennsylvania. We're calling it Play for Progress, and the idea is to use D&D and eventually, hopefully, probably, other tabletop games to help 
middle school and high school kids who are struggling with mental health problems or addiction issues or who feel alienated or isolated in some in some way. Um, this part of Pennsylvania has been hit really, really hard by the opioid crisis. Um, this part of Pennsylvania has a very high alcoholism rate. And this part of Pennsylvania is diversifying very quickly, and there are those who have capitalized on that to try to create more conflict between people. So we have a lot of kids here who are alone and who are suffering, um, and suffering mightily. So what we're doing, and the point of this message now, is to just let you know that we are raising money to make Play for Progress a sustainable force for good in the northeastern Pennsylvania area. Um, if you have even $5 to spare for us, you can go to gofundme.com slash playforprogress with hyphens between the words, so play hyphen for hyphen progress. Um, and anything that you can give us will go a long way towards making us sustainable. Thank you.